1: and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and
0: welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity of presenting Kyle Chevron and Max Chevron to the show today. One of the great opportunities of having your own podcast is being able to bring notable guests to the show and share with each of you. And Max Shevron's someone who I've had the pleasure of knowing for several years. And it just happened to be when he mentioned that his brother Kyle had a new hit podcast called Unwanted. And I got a chance to look into it. I was like, Max, can we have Kyle come to the show and showcase his achievements with our audience? So that's where we are right now. And I just want to get Max to actually introduce Kyle directly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Jason. So Kyle Shevron, he's an American actor, writer, and comedian. He's the co-creator of the new hit action comedy podcast, Unwanted, that was produced by Q-Code, starring Lamorne Morris and Billy Magnuson. Kyle is known for playing the role of Westwood in the independent film, Tomato Soup. He's originally from Livingston, New Jersey, and graduated from Boston University in 2012 before moving out to Los Angeles, California. He has appeared in commercials for ESPN, VH1, and has also appeared on The David Letterman Show, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my brother, Kyle Chevron.
3: Wow. <laughs> what an intro, brother. Thank <laughs> you, my dude. Thank you. Thank you, Max. And I it should you. be added to that Max, Max was on, a, on on an episode of Blue's Clues, so he, he's he been, there's a little entertainment in him as well, too.
0: <laughs> I think future path-wise as well, more, more likely than not, I wouldn't doubt it.
3: Well, maybe in yeah. one of Kyle's movies. Yeah, heck yeah. There's always roles to, to put people in. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kyle, I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us and Max is you as well. And I, I I, really appreciate the concept of coming on to talk about your new hit podcast, Unwanted, produced by Q-Code. I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the idea of creating Unwanted?
3: Yeah, so, you know, it, it's really funny. So actually, I moved to Los Angeles right after I graduated in 2012, 2013. And um, it, this was the first script I ever wrote um when i moved out to los angeles so i just kind of had an idea that sparked my sparked my brain i think it was based on like a like a news report i had seen about a big bounty for someone a reward for someone and that kind of sparked the idea of like oh you know i I would love to see someone kind of like me maybe go after uh and see what would happen so i wrote this script and then it, it literally the joke was that it was coming to a hard drive near you because it was just sitting on my hard drive for um for a couple of years now, well, like nine years now. And Lamorne had done a podcast with QCode and they had then asked him, Hey, do you have any ideas that you think you might want to turn into a podcast? So he said, well, I know my, my writing partner, Kyle has an idea that he really likes. Maybe we should come pitch it to you. So we pitched it to them and yeah, they, they dug it. They kind of dug the whole vibe. You know, it's, there's a, it's an action comedy, but it has a lot of ties back to those like 80s movies. I love like Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop and stuff like that. So they were fully on board with it. And we said, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. And then we, uh, we attacked it.
1: That's
0: excellent. And it looks like now it's, it's a hit. I mean, looking at the, the, the reaction to it it seems extremely favorable. And I'm so excited to congratulate you for that. I want to know when you're looking at where you're at right now and on the cusp of, I think you just dropped a new episode today to the eight episode series. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Episode six came out today. Yeah.
0: When you look at where you are now and see the acclaim that you're receiving, uh, since it's been debuted on the 23rd of February, what is your personal feeling about this? How do you, how are you taking this in and what are you, what are you thinking about?
3: Man, you know, it, it's interesting because when you put out, when you put out art, you know, obviously any type of art, there's always that, well, what what are people going to think about it? And especially with comedy, too, because I think comedy is so hit or miss, like people either really like it or they just hate it. I thought that the idea was great. I thought the writing was great. We also brought in uh, three of our buddies, uh, Robbie Wonder, Joey Wonder, Dominic Blackwell Cooper to help out with some of the writing. And they actually penned episodes five and six. And then I knew that we had great chemistry with Lamorne and, and Billy, obviously, so I thought we had something cool, and it it really is awesome to put something out, see it go from idea to paper to pre-production, production, production, and now post-production where it's out. And honestly, just letting people get a laugh, because I think a lot of people, especially in this last year or so, kind of locked down, just needed a laugh. So to see people vibing with the show and and getting a much-needed laugh, that's kind of like the high that I get, is just knowing that people got a laugh out of it.
0: When you guys were kids, since I have Max here, what I want to ask this. When you guys were kids, did you have any indication then that you wanted to do the creative side that you're doing at this moment? And when was that?
3: Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think Max can test test attest to that too. But there, I can't. I never. I've told this story a few times, but I forget the actual movie. But is when they started putting the the making of on like DVDs, and then I saw, oh, this is how a movie's actually made, and I realized like, oh, this is kind of what I want to do, and then. Max will tell you, like, all through middle school and high school, he'd be in a bunch of them, but me and my nerdy, like, Star Wars friends would just be making, like, Star Wars videos in the backyard and editing on, like, very early versions of Final Cut and yeah. I-Movie, mm-hmm. iMovie and just trying to figure out how to do it and put it together. So, yeah, I think it was then I did it, but,
2: um, you know, Max, would tell you, how many times have we seen Terminator 2? Maybe like. <laughs> can't even count them on my hands. But also the one thing I think Kyle forgot to mention was he used to film a lot of Vine videos when the app Vine was out. And so he always needed somebody to be in the skit with him. And I just happened to be, I think I was maybe like 12 or 13 or 14 at that time. And so I'd always be like that extra character that was always needed in every video. So they were like eight second clips, I think maybe to 12 seconds on Vine, I can't remember.
0: Six seconds, uh, yeah, six seconds. Okay, so six. So I used
2: to be in a lot of them with Kyle too.
0: Excellent. Well, I know, I know sometimes when you're, when you're with your brother on an interview, it's got to be interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever had an interview together, but... I
2: don't I, think uh, so. Well, this I, is the first time our professions are completely different. You know, me being an attorney and Kyle being in the movie media industry out in LA, you know, we're kind of opposites. We click well together.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Kyle, tell, us, tell our audience, why eight, how did you arrive at eight episodes for the length of the podcast?
2: Yeah, it's um.
3: so Q-Code has done a few now with some like big names. Their first one was with Rami Malek, uh, Academy Award winner Rami Malek. They've done one with uh, Matthew McConaughey, Demi Moore. Um, so they've done some big ones. So when we were getting ready to do ours, we kind of just I listened to all of them. Um, they're all kind of like thriller, mystery type things. But I listened just to. Kind of jot down what I thought was working, what I thought could, you know, use a little improvement and then what we needed to do for a comedy one. Uh, And then just breaking down the script, which I think was like 120 pages, right under 120 pages, which is like two hours in in movie time. We just we, we thought eight was like a nice number. And what I really wanted to do was have the first episode and the last episode be a little longer to kind of give that like season premiere, season finale type of feel to it. Um, but yeah, eight just seemed like a, like a fun number. And then while we wrote the episodes, that 18 to 22 minute mark just kind of seemed right for comedy. Because you always want them, you always want to leave them wanting more, as opposed to them just going, well, you know, that 40 minute episode had like one moment I thought was funny. So
0: I like that. The reason I, I looked at the number eight in my circle, yeah. eight means prosperity and abundance and Chinese type stuff and new agey stuff. So I thought that was a great, perfect number for your show, which it seems like it's living up to the uh, understanding of success and abundance. So I, I definitely am very impressed with that. In terms that. In, in terms of your title unwanted, Wanted, what was the story behind the title? How did you come up with that?
3: Yeah. And also our, our 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 number is 18, by the way. I don't know if there's any you'll have to enlighten us on that number, but that's kind of our <laughs> that's kind of our number. Yeah, 18.
0: That's mine too uh, for my birthday. That's like eleven Yeah, all numbers have meaning, but yeah, eight's a special number when it comes to projects and, and new things, in my opinion. I love it.
3: Yeah. So the unwanted title, the way we kind of pictured it was in, in the lead up to like the promo. We were kind of thinking of maybe doing like that classic wanted poster but instead of putting, well, we're going to do one with the villain, but we wanted to do one with our two main characters. So obviously they're not wanted villains, but we kind of thought of that as like, they're the unwanted help. Um, And we wanted to make like an old kind of poster like that. And then the more we started talking about it and just saying it, the more just unwanted felt, felt right. And I think also there are some technical things to think about when you're thinking about the title, because the thumbnail on your phone where most people listen to the podcast, it's only, you know, is only like an inch big so you can't really fit that that many words on it so that played a factor obviously and then we wanted it to be something quick just oh have you listened to that new episode of unwanted for people to say it out loud and yeah i think it's stuck now and it's been fun and you can see we got the the logo here in the background which is cool but that that's the origin of the of the title
0: interesting what do you think's the greatest challenge you had getting this to be produced that no one knows about
3: well, the well, de- so we recorded this during, like, in the height of, of the pandemic. So ideally what would have happened is we would have all met and re- recorded this at q Code's state state-of-the-art um, recording facility. But obviously with COVID, we weren't able to do that. So essentially what happened is I directed from here in the house and then over Zoom, like we're doing right now, and then equipment was sent to every actor. And then we would hop on a Zoom and we would have them record while I was directing on Zoom, and then I'd have to go in afterwards and kind of piece it all together. But that was very challenging. And challenging, and then obviously when it comes to comedy, you want to make sure that you have the chemistry you need between all your your you know your main characters, but then everyone else. So we tried to put people on multiple Zooms if they were in the same scene if possible. But with just scheduling wise, it sometimes most of the time it didn't work out like that. So it was really like. Um, listening to what the first person did, and then I'd hop on a Zoom with the second person, knowing kind of how lines were read or what energy and tone they brought, and just making sure I got that from both sides so that it pieced together seamlessly. And I think when you listen, it's a great testament to the actors because they brought their A-game. And I I think you can't even tell that we did this over Zoom.
0: (laughs) You could, I mean, listening to it, you would not be able to tell that at all. And that's actually an amazing application of Zoom, aside from doing an interview like this i mean it sounds amazing that you can collaborate and get something of that kind of quality produced through zoom
2: so well, and
3: i have no stock in zoom either <laughs> so i'm being i'm
2: being zoom wants to sponsor us next time let us know yeah 100% 100%
0: who do you consider your greatest influence in terms of your creative energy and, and where you've been and what you're doing right now
3: Oh wow, that is a great—that's a great question. I think there's obviously people professionally who I look up to, you know, especially in the comedy world. There's, you know, like there's the Eddie Murphys, the Will Ferrells, the, the Seth Rogans, like those type of guys who have just grown up watching their movies and thought, wow, these guys are really funny. Like this is what I kind of want to do. But then there's also people in your in your personal life too who are. For lack of better words, they're just characters, you know. So you got to bring those characters into into what you do. So you know, our dad's really funny. He's a great storyteller. So I definitely take some of that inspiration. Our mom is very unintentionally funny. So you got to take you know some of those traits, and then just friends. You know, there's friends. So a lot of the characters you see in my projects, there's. There's little inklings of of traits or sayings or uh, just stuff that people do that you got to put in to make them feel real, which I think is why a lot of people have um, have enjoyed the podcast is because our two main characters are just they seem like normal guys Um, that could be, you know, either any of us absolutely
2: and Jason it's important to note also that the podcast takes place the plot is actually in Livingston New Jersey where we grew up we're all born (laughs) yeah you actually were born in Livingston New Jersey oh that's crazy (laughs) I know that uh, there's like a lot of hidden gems throughout each episode that not only relate back to our family that really only we would understand as listeners but that also take place in Livingston so if you're from Livingston you'd understand
0: yeah. Any New Jersey person will probably be able to connect and relate to it in terms of the references. Is, is, that's, that's that's actually a great point. When you write this kind of project and you do this, how much of your individual influence wound up in the final track of the script compared to, say, Lamont Morris, Lamar Morris or someone else?
3: Yeah, there's um, I mean, it's it's really like a fun it's a it's a fun balance, you know, because like I, when I needed a setting for this story, I thought like what there's no better place than to set it at home and low key. As a kid, I always wanted to do those like Goonie type adventures. Just like I was like, man, I wish it would happen to me and my friends here. So when I need a place to set it, set it at home. There's like a ton of Easter eggs that Max said that are, you know, in the storyline. But then, you know, you create the character, you write the lines. And then really, it's a it's a really good collaboration with the actors because they obviously bring in their own personal experiences, their expertise, their style of acting, comedy, whatnot. And you find a fun balance um, and I think that when you find that right balance, that's when you you get the best characters. But Livingston had to give it a shout out. Uh it's been fun to hear some of my friends who who who've listened to the podcast from home be like, Man, you know, it's it's weird hearing these guys, you know, say like street names and stuff like that of, of streets I'm on all the time in this <laughs> like kind of Hollywood esque, you know, production, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been it's been real fun.
0: You know, hearing that reminds me of when I was a little kid, I'm 45, so a little dated over you guys, but I remember yeah. watching the original Superman movie as a kid, yeah. and one of the missiles was headed to Hackensack, New Jersey, <laughs> and that's yeah, only two that's towns over right. from Lodi, where I'm from. Yep. I, I can imagine the feeling when you're talking about this, as you're listening to your, your friends listening to this, and then they're relaying back, oh, wait, you know, it sounds just like everything we experienced and that kind of thing, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, um, so you
3: got to write what you know.
0: Absolutely. What's next for you compared to what you're doing with this right now? Like, where do you see this going as a project mm-hmm. and what your ultimate future aims?
3: Yeah, this, this was, um, the, I, I love this project. It's obviously been like a baby of mine for, for like nine, 10 years now. So, you know, I, I really want to see where the plan is to adapt this, you know, turn it into like a TV show or movie, w- which would be amazing. If anything, it's been a very good proof of concept for for me as like a writer slash director, especially diving into comedy. So we'll see what happens there. Fingers crossed. There's been some interest. Uh, I can't say too much about it, but we'll see what happens. And then in terms of other projects, there's working on a a bunch of cool stuff. There's like an animated show we're working on. There's other features that we're we're talking about in pre-production and pre-development and stuff like that. So uh, try and do as much as possible. Podcast space, TV space, movie space. Whatever, whatever we can do, that's what we want to do.
0: Multiple projects. Heck Matt, yeah. I want to ask you this. What's yeah. a detail about your brother growing up that we don't know that is relevant to wanted unwanted, I mean, that you would think that he you can tell as a trait he had many years earlier that might be reflected in one of the characters for the show or in general?
2: Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's reflective on the character, but I could just tell on the way that the story is actually written itself and then the plot. The podcast refers to a lot of his old movies that he likes and a lot of his favorite sayings. And so he can actually he has many voices and a lot of accents that he can do. So it's pretty funny. But he actually plays one of the characters in the actual podcast. I think it was maybe episode three. He comes in there. And so it was kind of cool to hear him in it. For me, I can pick up on almost everything and say, like, Kyle wrote this podcast with, with certain
3: yeah there's definitely uh there's definitely a lot of like the sayings that we say you know a lot of the famous movie lines we love that that we put in there yeah and these guys know i'm goofy i'm always doing voices and whatnot so i did kind of like a like my my staple boston accent for the character i played just to make a little cameo but even in there there's a line where like my character says oh you know I think you may be confusing me. I got a sister who lives in Jersey who people say we look exactly alike. So like, that's real. Like people say that all the time. So you just kind of throw it in there and it's a throwaway to most people, but you know, obviously Max and and people close to me know that. So
2: yeah. And another good Easter egg is Lamorne says something about his 103 year old great grandmother or grandmother. I can't remember. And that happens to be our great grandmother on our mom's side. And she passed away at 103 and she lives in, she lived in Cuba. And so like, For us, that's something that we would pick up on that absolutely nobody else in the world would pick up on.
0: You know, that's that's such a fascinating thing when you think about the the works out there. Like if you tune into a show, a movie, and you think about the personal influences that the creator of the show put into their own, you know, to make it customary and stuff like that. I think that's an amazing thing. I want to ask you this. If you were to look back on Unwanted Mm -hmm. and see where you've gone with it, is there anything you would have done differently about it? In light of the pandemic and everything you had to do with production yeah. Zoom and all those kind of things is there anything you look at now and you would change your mind on or do differently?
3: Yeah, you know, I think when you're when you're editing these things or editing anything, there's you could do it you could do a zillion edits, you know, and there's little minor tweaks and things there, but at some point you just got to put it out, right? So I think like I'm, one, I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to that type of stuff. I'm pretty lazy when it comes to other things. But like when I'm putting something out, I just I want to make sure it's the best possible thing it can be. So, you know, I think we did a really good job with it. I, from what I'm hearing, people would like them to be longer. So maybe we would have to make them a few minutes longer. But again, I like people wanting more as opposed to saying, yeah, this was this was too much. Like I, I can't. I turned it off.
0: And for them to say they want more, it's that's a really good indication that what you've given them they really like, and and that shows you a lot of your product right there and the appeal to it.
3: Heck yeah, yeah. We've had some, we've had you know on Apple on their podcast platform, you can leave like reviews and whatnot. So I think at this point we've gotten over like 600 reviews, um, and only a handful of bad ones. Yeah. But I honestly I like reading those more than the good ones because. I'm just like, all right, well, let me see what they're talking about. Let me see if anything they're saying has merit type thing. But they're always fun to see what people don't like about it. So, you know,
0: can't please everybody. Absolutely not. Uh, what's your greatest fear of success? Most people think of success as this amazing thing, but there are people who have anxiety and fear about being, you know, we all want to have our success, but what's your greatest fear about success in your life? Yeah, you know, I
3: think a lot of people, they what happens is if they, if they blow up, you know, people start coming out of the woodwork, you know? especially in, in from family. That's like a classic tale you hear. But luckily, you know, I got my brother's a lawyer, so he doesn't need to come after me. You know, My <laughs> sister wants to be a dentist or, or some sort of medical doctor. My other sister has a great job now. My brother's in school, like on the right path. So, you know, I, I don't foresee anyone coming after me. So knock on wood. But no, you know, I think it's just it, it's this entertainment industry is definitely a grind. And I think You know, relating this back to home, it's like the amount of people from my high school that kind of once they graduated, just kind of stayed in that area, as opposed to the number of people who have left and tried to, you know, do other things, not like safe jobs, I want to call them, you know, it's small, it's a small group of people. So honestly, I just just want to get to a point where, where I'm comfortable, I'm happy, I'm making the things I want to make with my friends, because I don't consider that work. And we get to say we did it.
0: Absolutely. Looking at the pandemic in 2020, going into 2021, I know a lot of Hollywood movie production was shut down, and yeah. a lot of people have seen podcasts as a great alternative to produce under the circumstances. And mm-hmm. I guess what I want to ask you is, where do you see the future of podcasts going? Podcasting going in the when when Hollywood reopens and things start going forward after the pandemic winds away.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think podcasts are going anywhere. I think, well, one, it, they're just so accessible, you know, you as opposed to going to a movie theater or something like that, it's just, it's on your phone, which, you know, people are attached to daily. And I think that the, you know, there's not a great overhead in doing a podcast. So um, a lot more people have the ability to make a podcast as opposed to a TV show or a movie. You know, it's just so hard to get those things off the ground. And then I think, two. What we're kind of seeing now is in relation to movies and TV show, actors are doing podcasts about the shows they're on and just kind of talking about them. And that's just another like another element to the inception of of this whole thing. But I think podcasts are here to stay. I mean, you know, I personally I really like them, whether it's the like Joe Rogan interview format or if it's something like scripted, like like Unwanted. I think they're here to stay. I think with scripted podcasts, we just have to do a little better job of um, educating people on what an an actual scripted podcast is. Because like for our youngest brother, who's 17, you know, trying to explain to his friends who don't know anything, I've basically been telling him to say like, hey, tell them it's like watching Harry Potter without the visuals of the actual movie. And I think some of his friends have even been like, what's Harry Potter? I'm like, oh God, I'm
0: getting old actually i was telling my mom about your podcast and she's like oh wow because my mom's 74 she's like when i was a little girl all the radio shows used to be like that where they were fiction and they yep. were scripted so it's like you're kind of taking something nuanced from a long time ago and reintroducing it in the digital age which i think is such a great creative idea
3: 100 percent. i think there's that like one i even my dad brought it up to me he's like there's that one famous one where they talked about aliens landing and like everyone thought it was real back in like 1950 or something um and they f- started freaking out. Uh, and it just it was a it was a radio story is what it what it was. It was just some like yeah. story.
0: Orson Welles. Yeah. Wells about the Mars inv- Martians invading and everyone freaked out about it in the 1930s. I think it was right around that time. It's interesting you bring that up because it shows you the impact that yeah. you, your project could have in 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 our world in a positive way, but in that respect it was people freaking out cuz back then they didn't know whether that yeah, really Martians were invading or not, because Orson Welles was so influential and so persuasive. I love
3: it. I love it. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. We basically just like reinvigorated an old medium into present day. And then even more so on ours is it takes place in the present, but it almost feels like this was a podcast that was made in the 80s and just kind of like locked in a vault and we're just discovering it now and, re- and releasing it. So everything from like, one-liners to the score which is like my favorite part of the entire podcast is i dove in deep dove in with uh darren johnson who's the composer for this who's unbelievable super talented guy he's worked with everyone from like paul abdul he was uh discovered by miles davis he's worked with like timberland like he's worked with everyone so we really like we had a ton of conversations where we just dove in and we're like what made these 80s scores so good uh back then And we want to replicate it. And I think we've done a great job um, so far.
0: I 100% agree with you. And I think you're taking something and introducing it to a new generation and to to a new group, a new grouping, which in a digital age is such a positive thing to have people be able to escape and venture into an area under fiction where they could be entertained in such a way where they're using their imagination too. Your podcast is helping us use our imaginations again, because it's not just, it's it's auditory. And we're using our, our imagination to try to envision what this is all about and i think that's such an important thing for for us to do
3: yeah you you Um, nailed it um i think especially during this last year while people have just kind of felt like they've been locked down and haven't been creative or haven't listened anything what i love about the podcast and any scripted podcast is that yes we don't have the visuals but then you as the audience get to just envision the world yourself so it's kind of cool when i talk to some people about different episodes because they've seen some things differently or they've envisioned some things happen differently but that, that's kind of the cool part like you get to basically project you know the the show onto your wall and kind of what you think you're hearing and that has to do a lot with sound design also the sound design is incredible um I, i've nerded out just kind of like picking the brains of uh of of uh source sound who's the ones who did this for us but uh, i've just nerded out picking their brains like it it really sounds like you're right there it's incredible
0: I want to ask you this: uh, If there's anyone that you would attribute this podcast being a success to, other than yourself, who would yeah. you attribute that to, and why?
3: Well, I mean, you know, it, this is really on on our two main characters, you know, and that's all credit to Lamor Morris and Billy Magnuson. Because if you don't, if you as the audience don't resonate/slash like them, then you won't want to hop on board for the rest of the ride. So, you know, they've been incredible their chemistry has been, you know, I, we wrote a bunch of stuff, but until you actually hear these guys deliver it, it it brings it to a whole nother level. So, you know, it's on them. They've done a great job. Um, Jamie Lee O'Donnell, who plays Shelly has been a tremendous villain. And I think what was really worked well in those eighties action movies is like, you sometimes found yourselves rooting for the villain, you know, like Hans Gruber in Die Hard is an amazing all time classic villain. And it took it takes characters like that to really make the whole thing. So they've done an unbelievable job. Everyone at Q Code's done an unbelievable job. Rob, Rob Herding, Dave Henning. and uh, yeah, it's really a collaborative process. It sounds cliche, but it it, it takes a village. Like I said, everyone <laughs> everyone from the pre production, post everything. It's been it's just been an awesome home run.
0: I know we're running low on time. I want to thank you for coming on. The last question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask Max this as well, is if you were a spirit animal, I'll explain this. If you're a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people I'd be an owl because I have two parrots. I gravitate towards birds. I also like the fact that owls can have a 180 degree view and they're very wise. And so that's where I kind of come up with my spirit animal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. if You want to go first or if Max? Wants
3: yeah, to go. Max. Let's. I, I'm interested to hear what Max I'll is going
2: first. You can go first.
3: No, 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 no. Yeah, youth youth before age. Come on.
2: Age before beauty. Come on, you go okay, first. Go
3: ahead. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I, I mean, Max will probably know when I say this, but I've always been such a big fan of of orca whales. I love orca whales. Like, I can't tell you how many hours and hours of documentaries I've watched on them. We we went to SeaWorld, but I hate to say it now, like we went to SeaWorld back in the day, yeah. which was great to see them. But now knowing, you know, how how just mistreated they are and what captivity does to them. I hate that we went to SeaWorld. I really want to take a trip just to go see these in the wild, see them in the wild, because I just find them fascinating. They're so smart. The fact that they have multiple languages, like it's just their hunting tactics. I don't know. I've just been blown away by will, So I'd say I'd like to come back as an orca whale and not a captive orca whale either.
0: <laughs> One in nature. Yeah.
3: Yes. yeah I yeah. don't
2: know. I honestly don't know what spirit Adam would be. I don't think I've ever put too much thought into this. I guess for me, I mean, I feel like most people would say like a lion or a tiger. I don't know. I feel like I would just be want to be at the top of the food chain. And for me, I'm an aggressive person and, you know, I'm never satisfied. And so I like to, uh, I have that constant desire to keep going forward and uh i feel like that you know line would resemble me pretty well i think i think you're more like a cheetah to be honest a cheetah's like
3: like cheetahs are stealth they're a little quicker a little sleeker yeah. like you know they like a, a lion's a little they're kind of lazy and whatnot i feel like you're you're more of a cheetah
2: yeah i can see that i can see that <laughs>
3: yeah you're a cheetah
2: <laughs> all right well now i know if i ever get that ask that question again i'm a cheetah When they ask you
3: on the personality test, you know, what animal? You better say cheetah now.
0: I love listening to you two on the interview. It's like, I want to play rock, paper, scissors and see who goes first. (laughs) I like that a lot. We a
2: lot of chemistry together. You know, Kyle and I talk almost every single day probably. And so, like I said earlier, even though our professions are completely different, we still find like that easy medium or something that we can, you know, uh, conversate over. Yeah.
0: and I'll just say this, Max, I don't count you out in doing uh, video, audio stuff in the future because you do amazing stuff editing already. So just keep that in mind. Don't never. Yeah, I
2: appreciate it. Well, hopefully I could be in one of Kyle's movies or TV shows in the future. <laughs> That's my yeah. ultimate goal, you know, um, getting entertainment law. I you always know, need an entertainment
3: law. lawyer, too. So, you know, that I'm, I'm hoping you can step up to the plate and eventually do that for me as
2: well. Yeah, well, I'll have to take the <laughs> California bar soon. But- <laughs> Yeah, for now, I'd like to be a character. Um, maybe yeah. just have a little cameo. I'm not that great on camera like Kyle. So for me, I'd like to just have a little cameo in a film and call it a day. Heck yeah.
0: You just started on a podcast today, so you can go from there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's my first time. So it's there's a. it took 25 years, but I'm finally here. Love
0: it. <laughs> I just want to thank Kyle Chevron and Max Chevron for coming on the show today to discuss Kyle's new podcast Unwanted starring Lamorne Morris and Billy Magnuson and produced by Q Code. This is an amazing opportunity if each of you want to check out something where you really get a chance to see something firsthand in terms of a scripted action comedy podcast, something that you've never seen before, a blast from the past, something that's going to make a splash. I highly recommend it. Look look into this. It's it's great. Unwanted, it's a chance for you to like just learn about two slackers attempting to catch an escaped convicted murderer who's allegedly hiding in their town to cash into a million dollar reward that the police are offering that's a simplistic intro to this show when you get a chance to look into it after hearing our interview i hope each of you look at this and share it with your friends and definitely something i think in the future we're going to see a lot more of kyle chevron going forward with his success Uh, It's just something that I I really enjoy being able to do for our show is reflecting on notable people who can come in, share their stories. And as you can see, everyone works, you know, when you work really hard and you put your goals into action, you can make things occur. And that's what I think Kyle's done here with his show. And I welcome all the success that's coming his way with this. And uh, I just want to thank each of you for tuning into the show. Thank you so much. Until next time, stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show.